Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kitchen. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the day one, my ace, my ride or die, my buddy. <laughs> hey, Jordan. You can't, you can't say die. We can't say die. That's what we're not going to say. You want to know why? Oh, God, because Goonies never say die. Goonies never say die. Um. Yeah, man. So we watched. We watched the Goonies. This is our. This is our third movie for June Booty. Um, oh, the, time uh, out, real quick, before we continue. <laughs> You've broken the streak, which means you can never do it again. You can't say real men do business at Tigers because you didn't say it. Thank you for saying it for me, and I'll make sure I say it on the. No, uh, it's eradicated. Well, this one. Okay, this one. Well, okay, so this this episode I think is a bit of an outlier because this episode. We've been getting like there have been multiple people saying to me, like, y'all gotta do Goonies, y'all gotta do Goonies. And I think like this episode being it's not our oldest movie, but it this is probably the movie that has the biggest cult following that we've done for the Land Before Time come out before the Goonies, because Land Before Time is garbage. (laughs) Hold on. Let's let's shelve that. You didn't need to bring the devil into this conversation. See what you what you should have said was nothing because now now we have to have a conversation about why you think the Land Before Time is garbage. But we'll get to that in a second. We have a whole episode on why I think the Land Before Time is garbage. Oh, not the Land Before Time. I'm thinking Never Ending Story. Never mind. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. Oh. (laughs) First off, motherfucker, hold on. This is what happened. This is what happened in my head and in my heart and in my bones. First off. First off, no, hold it. Stop, stop laughing, goddammit. This shit's... <laughs> so first, you hurt me when you say the Lambo War Time. Not, not, oh, it ain't that great, or hey, it didn't really, it didn't really vibe on me, whatever. It's garbage, is what you said. You said Lambo War Time is garbage. And that that kind of, I felt some type of way about that, because Lambo War Time, I think, is a fantastic, fantastic fucking film. And then you start going into how we have a whole episode on it. I'm over here being like, Am I fucking crazy? Like, am I losing it? Did we, did we do an episode on Land Before Time? And, you and just then forgot, you pull back. You it out. So you can eat shit because, and I'm going to continue to say Real Men Do Business, or until some other movie comes up, you know what? Real Men Do Business in Tigers and Real Men Know. Real Men Know that the Land Before Time is fucking awesome. Actually, you know what? It's a movie. So, do, so do real people. Real Everybody. The real ones know. That Land Before Time is an awesome movie. Would you agree, sir? Land Before Time is a good movie. All right, cool. We got an episode. It's been a mess. I've seen it. I just think of like Spike and uh, uh, Ducky and getting real sad with the mom and everything. Here's the anyway. thing. I don't. Early movies where the parent animal dies, I don't care. But it's a dinosaur, bro. Yeah, I know they're all dead now, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> 
And it's 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 like the real dinosaur too, not like those, not like these feathered things. These science. Boy, you better quit. We believe in science here. <laughs> all right. You better sit down. These are real dinosaurs. Not these. Not these fake birds. Not these big old yeah. chickens. Big chicken. We have, but um. here's the thing: from a child, we've been told that chickens are close. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. None of this matters. None of this pertains to the Goonies or June Booty. Science or- isn't real. We're no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> on this, the last episode of Grown Men Watch Kids. Yeah, on this, the last day of our friendship. What would you do, TJ, if all of a sudden, like, we're sitting there hanging out, we're playing games, we're 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 on we're on an episode, we're doing an episode, right? And let's say we do this this episode on Land Before Time that you say happened but never happened. So let's say we're doing this Land Before Time episode. And what would you do if I start saying shit and like really mean it, talking about like, oh, science ain't real. You know, oh, this and the other thing. Oh, that would be easy to dispute. I'd be like, bitch, I guess we can't talk then because you're on a computer. That's science. What you think that is? That's a magic box. (laughs) What the hell you think that is? What's that? What's that light you got on the back? What's that? You you think that electric comes out of a hippo's ass? Like what? That's that's a hippo. Where'd you get a hippo from? (laughs) I don't know. Watch. I don't know where I got that hippo, but I got him for sure. Uh, anyway, pushing electric, <laughs> pushing voltage out his butt. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing this old hippo electrician. You know, he's like, um, "What you need is you need a new hippo in your basement." <laughs> yeah, and he's got to have like green coveralls. I don't know. I think hippos look really big. Good green coveralls, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, big your old hippo green. broken." When's yeah. the last time you fed it? <laughs> See, you ain't feed your hippo. That's why your power going out. Now, see what you need to you just stick the cord in the hippo button, wiggle it yeah. a little. Have you wiggled it? Now, see, that's your problem right there. Now, I can give you a new hippo, but it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost a lot, and it's gonna take three to six months to get here. So, just know yeah. that. <laughs> oh, we have master's degrees. Um. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I was. So Goonies, let's 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 get you know, ta- ta- let's get let's let, let's get back on track. We kind of lost our way for a second. We went Anakin Skywalker for a minute. We're coming back, we're coming back to the light. Goonies is, I think, looking at our catalog of episodes, which, by the way, we've done over a hundred now. Um, yes, we've done over yes, hundred. Yeah, yeah, we missed we missed the we missed hundred. We'll we'll figure. Out. Maybe we'll do the weird Nintendo thing, and we'll be like, it's our hundred and sixteenth episode celebration. You know, um, uh, man. First off, I'm still mad at Nintendo's <laughs> anniversaries because they didn't do shit for Zelda. They didn't do a goddamn thing for him. No, no. Well, him. I mean, Link. You know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's there's someone listening who's like, excuse me. And it's like, well, you know, you, you calm down. Calm down, you know. Uh, anyway, um, I think this this movie probably has our biggest cult following. So this one, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous talking about this one because I, I ain't think nervous talking about. You know, I talk that mad <laughs> shit. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Mr. Lane Before Time is garbage. Um, yeah. So The Goonies was a movie that was forced upon me by my older cousins um, at uh, at my grandmother's house one. Uh, thanksgiving um and i was like it was like it was it was uh uh yeah my older cousins and they like refused to like um let me get up and like go to the they weren't like holding me hostage or anything like, no 
They're like, you're going to watch this fucking movie and shit like that, you know. They tied your oh. ass to the chair like Daniel Craig <laughs> in that in that 007 I, movie. I must yeah, or any other movie where someone gets tied to a chair. I mean, I no, I, I, know, see, I had a, I had an obsession of... with the no, I had an obsession with the Daniel Craig one because he's tied to the chair naked. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? Ooh, he's naked on the so chair, sick. but it's a <laughs> no. wicker chair. It's a wicker I chair. Seen, I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig James Bonds. Wait, 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 wait! It's a wicker chair, and they bust out the bottom of it so his nuts are hanging down, and then they just whack it. No, they fuck. You don't see don't. his nuts. You don't see no, they fucking don't. I swear to you. Do they really do that? Do they? That he's sitting on a wicker chair, and then they take a thing and they hit him on the nuts. No, because you're thinking of the Wicker Man. You're thinking of that Nick Cage. I'm not movie, thinking of the Wicker Man. Man. I promise you, it's Daniel Craig. He's sitting in a chair naked, the bottoms out, and they whack him in the nuts. Is that That's why? James, is that why his James Bond quit? He was like, "I'm fucking done." <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was that was like the first. I think I'm pretty sure that was Casino Royale. So that was like the was first. Was it? Holy shit! Really? That's like yeah. the worst. Well, because not only because when you so so when you think about your any any part of your body going through wicker, it's like it's gonna kind of poke at you. Do you know what I mean? So obviously you have a sensitive area. But that wasn't enough for them. They had to like they had to they had to flick it. Were they flicking it with their fingers and stuff? Were they like, no, oh, they use like a they use like a device to like go under the chair and whop flick. It's a flick device. It's a flick no, it's device. not a flick. They <laughs> like they, they like hit it. They like they like ball mash it. Is it a device specifically for hitting someone's testicles while they're trapped in a wicker chair? It's, it seemed like it was like a, a, a no. I'm pretty sure that device that device probably a hundred percent exists. I'm not trying to kick shame, but like uh, I don't. I, no, it's not specifically for that. Because so, and did data from Goonies come out with that device like underneath his jacket and was like, "Hey, here you go." Did he make a little surprise cameo in that movie? No, but when Daniel Craig got hit in the nuts, he then turns to them and says, I've got a little itch down there. Would you mind? Like, he's just like, you can't do shit. To- yeah. Bruh. Casino Daniel. Royale goes hard. Yes. Daniel, sir, excuse me. <laughs> We're in a yes. PG-13 movie, sir. Wow. I'll tell you. Excuse tell me. You. Excuse me. Keep those layer cakes away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little itch down there. Any um, which way. But so, so your cousins made you watch the goodies. Yeah, not like that though. Not like that. But it, it, it was a. It was because they 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 cut for this movie, bro. There's some Gen Xers. Do you know what I mean? So they were like, yeah. "Hey, you're gonna watch this movie and you're gonna fucking like it." That was their whole right, thing. Right. You know what I mean, my my older right. like Italian cousins and stuff like that. So they're like, no. Oh. <laughs> hey, watch the fucking move. It's a good fucking move. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. Did they do down. the hand gestures where it's like, you know, <laughs> the, the slice yeah. into the finger that then flips to his No, surgery. and they, they, they grab, they're like, what am I, a fucking asshole? You know, like. <laughs> with the shoulder bounce? With yeah. the shoulder bounce and the hand slowly rising? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, man, it was Goonies and it was and it was Rocky. And it was uh, it was uh, Goodfellas, all all those kind. Of, any which way, but back to Goody. So they they really even 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 my even my the female cousin stuff like that. You're gonna like this movie, <laughs> you know? Um, so they cut for it, man. Like there are people who like 
swear by this movie. You know what I mean? And so that was my only experience with it up until now watching it. Yes, I'd seen the whole thing the whole way through, but it sort of became to me, TJ, like, 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 I kind of think of the Goonies in the same way I think of like required reading in school. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, yeah, I read that Mm. once because I fucking had to because like my teacher would fail me. Or in my case, I watched that once because my cousins would have whooped my ass if I didn't watch it, you Mm -hmm. know, and stuff like that. So that was my, that was my experience. And I was watching my grandmother's like old, old living room and she had like shag carpet, like the couches that weren't that comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) is no wicker, no wicker, unfortunately, but (laughs) definitely, um, it was, it it was an environment for sure. So I'm curious, like is Goonies, was Goonies something that you watched as a kid? Was this, or I mean, what's your experience? I didn't watch it until high school, until high school. My friend Sarah, she was like, I love this movie. And here's the thing. Whenever you said Goonies in my head, I got it mixed up with Monster Squad because I remember we watched Goonies and Monster Squad in like the same day. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of got pushed together. It's like, look at this movie that like is a thing that yeah. people do. Right. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I remember zero percent. I retained zero percent of this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Mama, uh, I do apologize. This was probably the time in high school where I was drinking as well. So I fully expect that we were drinking and watching this movie and, you know, drinking in high school. I was definitely paying more attention to what I was drinking. Was you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm drinking. Yeah, that was back when. That was back when you hold you hold your beer can with two hands. You're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing you just warm it up quicker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, drinking in high school, you drank. You, that was back when you tasted nothing yet everything. You know what I mean? Like you wanted to drink it as quickly as possible, so you didn't really have mm. time to savor it. But like everything, your your palate is so fresh and so good all the time. Um, Which I, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, begs the question. Uh, I, this is this is hmm. a tangent. When did you start liking beer? Ooh, start. I want to be honest with you. If we're gonna like, you want you want like you want mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. true blue honesty here. Mm-hmm. I didn't start liking beer. Until I stopped drinking piss water. Mm, so okay. my first, like I said, the, the first beer I ever drank was a Coors Light. And you're like, and like wow, the this fir- is gross. The, what's that? You were like, this is gross. Yeah. Well, the first beer, I th- I, I'm a firm believer. The first beer you drink, regardless of what it is, it's, it's the first time you're tasting something like that. You're like, it's nasty. But mm-hmm. after that, like in high school, it was like the shitty beer. I drank it. I drank it because I wanted to get drunk. But like I didn't like what I was drinking. Do you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I started drinking like like darker, like fuller beers as I got older. And this is like in college and stuff like that. So I'm going to be real with you, man. Like what I'm going to be, I'm going to be 36 this year. College was, was the age where I was like, I actually, like I, I actually enjoy you know what I mean? Mm. Like I enjoy like cracking open a beer and like sipping it and hanging out with it and stuff like that. Um, Lies. Yeah. It wasn't until he met me and I introduced him to craft beer that he truly started enjoying it. And there's your fun piece of trivia to open up our trivia segment. TJ, drum a beat. Guys, <laughs> hey, real quick, real quick, before we get before we get into the trivia, I want to know: 
I, TJ, when did you start liking beer? Oh, uh, that's easy. I was 18 years old. No, 19 years old. <laughs> I uh, told myself, I'm going to like this beer, so I'm just going to drink nothing but it, and I'm going to get drunk off of it. And after that night in the dorms of University of Houston and Big Bobby Bates, third floor is when I started liking beer. 19 years okay. old. Alright. And Kim, I'm assuming Kim, you were like probably born with like a craft beer in your hand. No. Um I She was three. Actually <laughs> enjoy beer until God, this oh, like seriously, like twenty fifteen. I mm. was more like a wine and like cocktail girl like before Boone, that. Like like Boone's Farm. Did you drink Boone's Farm? No, what? Boone's Franzia, and- baby. Give me that box. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Not bad hey, it's got nothing on cul-de-sac. $3 a bottle. Delicious. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I-, was it, I was like, I don't know. Probably wasn't. A, I don't, and I don't know like the exact moment when I was like, oh, this is good. And I don't remember like who gave me my first IPA that I enjoyed, but... Yeah, somewhere around then. Cul-de-sac wine. I love like at first when I when I heard that I was like they probably named it after. Hey, what do we name this wine? Let's name it after a street you can't get out of. But now I'm thinking let's name it after Daniel Craig and and Wicker Seats. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not seen Casino Royale, Kim? No, I haven't. Okay, Uh, you know what? She'll listen to the episode and she'll know what we're talking about. No, at at the break, I'm going to send y'all a YouTube link, and y'all. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. Watch it. I don't need pop up ads on my. I want the world. Jordan asked me to FaceTime with him at 10:45 in the team to tell me a butthole joke. He's going to watch this video. Hold on, the the butthole joke. it, It wasn't mine. It was whatever. Let's go. Let's go with the trivia. All right, classic trivia. Three questions each. Jord, mm. Ma Fratelli and her sons are based on the early 20th century legend of Kate Barker and her sons. Kate, known as Ma Barker, led her gang of offspring, the Bloody Barkers, in a myriad of crimes from kidnapping to killing, allegedly. According to IMDb, how much money did her gang amass from their crimes in the early 20th century? A, one million, B, two million, or C, three million? I'm going to say C, three million. It is three million. Yeah, but here's the crazier thing. It is contested as to whether Kate Barker actually helped her sons in their gang. So her sons were like definitely criminals, uh, but by conflicting accounts, uh, she was not actually involved, but she was killed in a shootout with the oh. FBI, which was new at the time. And, oh, man, which was the president that created the FBI? Was that was that uh, Hoover? Hoover. Uh, he the the theory is that he said she was involved in all of these crimes to justify murdering an old woman because his FBI was new. And he was like, oh, I can't have this bad press. So who knows? Not me. All right. TJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hang on. I got this. I got this. Yar. <laughs> Ye old treasure map. It's like, if you don't want someone to find your treasure, why did you make the map? Just do a mental map. 
silly pirates. But hey, good thing because then uh, we can have all of this, uh, all of these pirate movies with great treasure maps in it, like this one. Anyway, production did a great job on this map, and they made it really cool for the movie. But what unfortunate end did the prop map come to in real life? Hey. Sean Aston was allowed to keep it, but his mother threw it away after years, uh, after thinking it was a crumpled piece of paper. B, it burned in a storage fire. Or C, it was lost in a flood. B, it burned in a storage fire. No, Sean Aston was allowed to keep it and then his mom threw it away. Come on, mom. Just like unfold it. Be like, oh, this looks like a thing. My son was in a movie with pirates. Perchance this is from that. We know that's not going to happen. Moms. Jeez. Jord. Yes. Corey Feldman had to dub in the name of Godfather's Pizza when what other pizza chain refused to be included in the film? A. Domino's. B. Straw Hat. Or C. Pizza Hut. Oh, it's tricky because don't they show up with a Domino's pizza box in the end? It looks I like Domino's. Actually, I'm realizing that I didn't sit down and rewatch this with you, and it's been a very long time since I've actually sat down and watched the movie. So Chunk's time. parents show up with a pizza box, mm-hmm. but it I don't remember seeing the name Domino's, but it looked like a Domino's, so I'm thinking the production team was like, we're going to get Domino's. But then maybe Corey Feldman actually saying Domino's is like, no, you can't. I'm going to say Domino's. Was it Domino's? No, it was Straw Hat. Fuck, what's Straw Hat? No. It's a pizza company, duh. Some 80s pizza chain. (laughs) Y'all, Jordan's face. It's the best thing. like, fool. (laughs) TJ. There was a final boss fight cut from the end. Some details of the end allude to it, which seem a little confusing considering that part was cut out. What fight did they cut out only to have it added back in for some TV versions later on? A, a fight with a kraken. B, a fight with a giant octopus. Or C, a fight with a giant squid. Tentacles. That feels so semantics. Uh, and, I'm those s- are three different animals. One of them is a mythological beast and doesn't even really exist. An octopi. I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to say kraken. No, it's the octopus. <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. I ain't going to win this one. Keep going. <laughs> Jord. Yes. Hey, you guys. Did you know that John Matuzak, Matuzak, I practiced this yesterday when I wrote it, and then I forgot, uh, who plays Sloth, was a football player before he was an actor. Well, you do now. What team did he play for? A, the Oakland Raiders, B, the Dallas Cowboys, or C, the Denver Broncos? I'm going to say A, the Oakland Raiders. It is the Oakland Raiders. All right, TJ. All right, TJ. I got to get on the board. You got this. You got this. Speaking of Sloth, we find out what happens to him after the events of the film in the Goonies novel. So what happens to him? A, he gets a job at a retirement community where he works in exchange for a room and board. B, he is sadly... (laughs) Why are you laughing, George? (laughs) 
How in the fuck? How in the fuck is he gonna know this? There's a Goonies novel. There's a Goonies novel. You straight, bro. You straight up gotta guess. Okay, okay, okay. Straight up gotta guess. Okay. My God. Okay, works at retirement. He works at old folks' home when he remember work. Yeah. Yes. Okay. B. He is sadly institutionalized in a state hospital. Or C. He goes to live with Chunk's family. Oh, C. He goes to live with Chunk's family. He does, and they throw him a bar oh, mitzvah. Okay. All right. Chunk okay. said, "You're with me now. You're my yeah. brother." Now. Okay. okay. I love yeah. Chunk. Yeah. 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 yeah I All remember right. that. Okay. So at the end of that, we've got Jordan with 400, TJ with 300, anybody's Ooh. game. For Okay, so I need your wagers for the murder spurs. All right, all she just says all, all of it. Give me all of that. Yeah, Sorry, all of it. You? All of it. All right, all right. <clears throat> oh, this is another one where you type – the answer in the chat and then send it to me. I don't know why you say it's another one like they ain't all this way. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has. It, I mean, okay, it's been a lot of these, but anyway. Hey, did y'all know that the audition for this movie was the place that the Corys met? That's right. Corey Feldman and Corey Haim both auditioned for this film, but only one Corey could come out on top. But they teamed up soon enough. What was the first movie the Corys did together that kicked off Cory Mania? <laughs> I'm about to lose this movie. I'm about to lose this. All right, I'm ready. Jordan, are you Hold ready? On. Yes. Okay, send. In three, two, one. <laughs> George says The Lost Boys, and TJ says White Boys Doing Shit, the movie, which is The Lost Boys. True. True. I feel like I have to at least give boys, half credit right. to TJ, but yeah. uh, Jordan is still our winner with uh, 800 points. So congrats, Jordan. Congrats. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's sad? We do a podcast about movies, and this motherfucker right here don't know shit about movies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, if, it, if it's made in the last 20 years, I'm all about it. Anything after that, I'm like, I don't know. If it's a Disney Channel Everyone. original. Oh, true. I am all about the yes. Disney Channel. You kick, my, so yes. you kick my ass on the Disney stuff, and then I think anything comic book related. Yeah, and then the second that it's past 1985, I'm like, Jordan, got this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, old so. All right. Well. Okay. What a fun time, y'all. I had fun. I had, I had fun, too. The listeners hopefully had fun. They did. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It is. <laughs> it is in this moment. Uh-huh. It's in this moment. I wish I had a laugh track button. I'll press. Ha! I don't know. I don't no. know what that laugh was. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a button so you, so you don't have to do that again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little. I don't know. This is like possessed laughter. 
Uh, okay, so our, our season standings, George, you're in the lead. But there's still time. By how much? By a lot? By seven. Jesus. She's angry. I got to take Halloween back from you. That's, what, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you just, like, take two months. <laughs> if I just do two months well, worth. You've yeah, done I'm it so, before. Yeah, I think do there's. Do it again. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's still time. There's you know, it's time. almost time for us to land on mm-hmm. our bet for the season two. Ooh. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Okay, well, right. that was trivia. That's my time. TJ, play me out. What movie did the Corey Corey Mania? I ain't never fucking heard your of fa- Corey your Mania. Face with, your face with your face like in the novel. yeah the listeners can't see it i got real close to the camera my mouth fell open and if i could shoot her a side eye through i was like what if you don't because here's the thing remember i've said before and you know that the questions sometimes just feel uneven i was like he got a football question he like i was like okay movies happen in california it makes sense like stuff like that and then i was like Absolutely. The Goonies novel. Is that where your brain yeah. went? You're like, movies happen in California, so it's probably. Yeah, ha- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where I went. You know. And so I was like, okay, that would make sense. She's like, the novel. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you got that one right. See, if I got that question, I would have said something different than what was suggested in the movie. Mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, okay. no, it's got to be. It's got to be something else. So I, I would have gotten that question wrong. If it wasn't until Kim was like, wait till you hear all the options. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate her with the little, with the little handicap, with the little, with the little push up. Well, hey man, uh, I think, I think now's a good time to, to go get our, our beverages of choice to talk about this movie. I'm excited to talk about this one. I said like a little, a little nervous. I know, I know we probably have some people with, uh, you know, waiting on bated breath or white knuckling it as they're driving to work or whatever, being like, they better not trash my movie and stuff like that. But you know what? We're going to approach this movie the same way we do everything else. And like, fuck it. You're not here to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, we could say, TJ could say, Lamb Over Time is garbage. And like, what are you going to, like, you're not, you're not here. You're not, you're not physically present. You know? No, no. And also, um, I, I do have feelings about this movie, but you know. <laughs> I decided, you know what you know what I almost did the other day, TJ? Hmm. I almost bought me a Funko Pop. I'm asking what stopped you. I don't For those know. of you who are like I don't new know. to the podcast, no, I have like close to a hundred. Yeah, no, you have a lot. I don't I don't know, dude. I like it was it was Boba Fett and oh. Fennec and Boba Fett's on the throne and Fennec's like next to him. It looked dope as shit. And like something, I was just like, "Is this gonna open a door?" But you already want those other three Funko Pops. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, is it like I'm afraid you can, knowing you can me? Be specific. I have an I have an addictive personality though, TJ. And like, I you know I'm going Boy, all on our guitar stuff. And I'm knowing me, it's like if I start doing the like, do I need another thing? Will 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 I be able to to? quell that will i be able to be like okay no i don't need all of the star wars funko pops just the ones that i think look dope i think you will be able to because here's the thing about funko pops some of them like you know i'm a huge pokemon fans 
some of the Pokemon Funko Pops look dope. The other ones, I'm like, this is dorky as hell. I ain't getting this. Right? Yeah. So, like, the designs <clears throat> are always, like, hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. listener's about to hear some thunder from my side. But we should go get drinks. Yes, let's do that. And, All uh, right. We'll be back. Bye. Thunder. Ooh. And the thunder rolls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you back. All right. And we're back. Jordan, how was your trip to the fridge? Oh, it was great. Uh, got me another mighty swell uh, uh, season of seltzers here, and I'm trying all the flavors of this brand. This one is Tiger's Blood. Um, it's okay. That one's okay. Oh, really? Uh, it has uh, strawberry, watermelon, and coconut. Yeah, it's the coconut that throws it off. I'm not a huge coconut fan. So. Mm. Still. Oh yeah, yeah I, I taste that coconut coming in. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I really, I really dig these swells. What about you? What do you got? You know, I have uh, re-fallen in. Like, I realized that like late spring, early summer makes me feel like drinking Coronas. So mm-hmm. I got myself a Corona Premium, or a pre- Premier. Sorry, Corona Light has ninety nine calories. Corona Premier has ninety. And only two point six grams of carbs, and it's still just as tasty. But to to pop it all off, um, which people up here think I'm crazy, they they've never heard of like their Mexican beers being dressed with lime and salt, and so I went ahead and I bought some Twang beer salt on the Amazon, and so I have my little beer salt with me too. Not to be confused with Tang. Did you used to uh, did you used to just buy Twang as a kid and like just eat it? No, we did that with Lucas though. Mm-hmm. Same stuff, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And we wonder why we're a generation with high blood pressure. Right. <laughs> For just eating all right. salt. That's pretty much all it was. It was like what salt and like a little bit of lime. Salt and citric acid. <laughs> really? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's in this? What's in this, Lucas? Salt, citric acid, sodium citrate, natural lime flavor. Lime is the fourth flavor. Is the fourth ingredient? Yeah, fourth ingredient. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Oh no wonder well, I can't let's... find it up here. Twang is born in Texas. Okay. Yep. Oh, dude, that that thing Twang is at like on every single counter of every gas station you go to down here. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find it's it there. Bro. It's just there. And if, as a matter of fact, the gas station I used to work at, you realize how many times we would run out of that shit in a given night? Really? We had boxes of the shit underneath the cash register on the other side of the counter. I had to. Let's see. If I was working a standard like nine to six. Or like a twelve to nine shift, one of those things. It was nine to six. I would restock it once. Twelve to nine, about two times. But if I ever were graveyard shift, it was like Go. three times. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of graveyards and bones, let's talk about Goonies. Uh, so this movie came out in nineteen eighty five. Um, and of course, it's starring uh, Sean Astin, Josh Brolin. Uh, so Sam Wise and, and, uh, and uh, Thanos. Thanos. We have uh, Corey Feldman, uh, Martha Plimpton, 
uh, Kerry Green and a whole bunch of other uh, people. It's funny that you mentioned talking about uh, watching Monster Squad uh, with this um, because there's something about movies and TV shows that feature like nerdy kids up against things that are like larger than life. You know, um, this movie does it. Monster Squad does to a certain extent. We'll fuzzy on Monster Squad if I'm being honest. Is it the is it the squad of monsters or is it the kids that fight the monsters and that's the Monster Squad? The kids have monsters on their side. So there's like Franken bless you. There's like Frankenstein's monster. Uh-huh. I think there's a vampire. I think there's a creature from the Black Lagoon sort of thing. Okay. Um, so it's all the universal monster system. Yeah, but you know okay. it's the same. I th- I think that's the appeal of Stranger Things, right? It's 100 percent kids. Going up against things that are bigger than they are. Yeah, and I don't think that'll ever go away, you know. And especially when you throw in the nostalgia, which granted with Goonies, when it came out, didn't have the nostalgia because it came out in the air. But I think watching it now, I mean, there's something about the '80s to me, TJ, when it comes to these these type these types of movies. It's like the '80s, it's like it was just primitive enough. You know what I mean? Like they still yeah. had some pretty cool stuff, but like you know, bad stuff could still happen or whatever. Anyway. Um, directed by Richard Donner. And I was looking, I had seen Richard Donner's name a lot in throughout my life. And I decided to go ahead at the break and I, and I IMDb beat him. And I wanted to share with you some movies that Richard Donner directed. He did the Omen in 1976. He did Superman one and two with Christopher Reeve. He did the mm. toy with, uh, Robin Williams. He did Lady Hawk. Remember that movie with uh, uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? It's like the fantasy kind of movie. Then he did The Goonies. Then he did, he did Lethal Weapon, Scrooge, Lethal Weapon 2, Radio Flyer, Lethal Weapon 3. He, oh, directed, okay. Okay. he directed three episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He did Maverick, um, Conspiracy Theory. Then he did Lethal Weapon 4. So him and Mel Gibson had a thing for a while. Um, and yeah, and then he also produced or he was involved. I'm not sure exactly what it looks like. He produced the X-Men movies, the original X-Men movies, uh, back in like the 2000s. So this man, like he's done a lot, you know, he's, he's, he, he's done a lot. Um, so Goonies, um, budget of 19 million, guess how much it made. 13 million back. Oh, you make me fucking do math. Um, <laughs> more than that. So it made 106 million back. And the movie made what? 125 million. Yeah. So it was huge. So this is one of those movies where like clearly not just a cult classic, right? Like this was this was a big fucking deal. Um, so the plot is um fairly uh fairly hold on one second. Um some 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 stranger just sent me a video of Daniel Craig being tortured. Um, <laughs> have to, On a wicker have to chair. Watch that. Yeah, I have to watch that later. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to choose this for, um, for uh, June booty because I mean, pirates are, are, are pretty heavily featured in this. And honestly, this to me sort of re it feels like a young Indiana Jones or like a young, um, mm. Whatever the Indiana Jones comparison you can make. Anyway, so we have we're we're in Astoria, uh, Oregon. Um, so and we have the Walsh family. 
uh, and they are. Um, we have uh, uh, that's M- Mikey Walsh played by Sean Astin. Basically, it's all these kids. They're called. They call themselves the Goonies. They're like these group of like ragtag sort of ruffians and stuff like that. And they're all facing foreclosures of, of their homes because there's like there's what is it like a country club or something like that? Some expanding. Yeah, issue number one. Question number one. Problem number one. The country club already exists in the town. Yeah. Um, so, so what is the country club trying to do and why is this one family's house, like the key to it happening and why that house is being turned over and they have to move? Why is nothing packed? Not a single. Yeah. That's what, if if I was that kid's mom, I'd be like, Hey, older bro, what are you doing? Working at them delts, working out them, them tries. You need to pack that shit up. You better work out them buys and chests and you better put some shit in a box and move those boxes around. You know, that's your workout for like the day. that's honestly that's the part that made me unconvinced of the entire setup of the movie was because nothing was even prepared. They're like, Oh, they're gonna tear the house down in like two days. Right? Nothing was yeah. prepared for that. But also too, the older I get, TJ, like fuck packing up. You know what I mean? Like, if I ever move again, I'm going to be like, just burn all this shit. Leave all this shit behind. We're starting fresh. But what there's a line the mother says. She's like, I want this place clean as they tear it down. What? That's, <laughs> this, <laughs> Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something like off the rip with these 80s movies. They didn't have a script. <laughs> that's And that's the thing. I think, I think writing was especially when it comes to dialogue like i like 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 i always say and which is absolutely true dialogue in a screenplay is the least important element and is the one that is most often changed right when like you're on set and stuff like that but this it's like i'm sure i don't know i've never read the script to this we don't know if that's what was written or if that's what was changed by the director who knows uh who wrote who wrote this motherfucker Chris Columbus. Holy shit! Chris Columbus wrote this. Who's so Chris Mr. Columbus? and Mr. Mrs. Doubtfire and all this kind of stuff. Um. So, and like he did like the early Harry Potter and stuff. I like to think that Chris Columbus had a better line in there. Who knows? Anyway, something about '80s movies and the script. Some about '80s movies and the dialogue. We I have some of our. Most, but here's the thing: we have some of our most quotable, like ridiculous, funny lines coming from this era. We also have some of our like most cringy, weird, like what the fuck did they just say? Lines like this sort of coming from that era too. So it, it's it, it it runs the gamut, you know. Um, anyway, yeah. So all all their all their houses are about to be fucking bulldozed to the ground because this country club's like, hey, we need a bigger golf course and stuff like that. And uh, all the Goonies are like, we're gonna get together for one final weekend and stuff like that. First off, who named them the Goonies? You know what I mean? They all got together. Hey, what should we call it? I don't know. The fucking the Goonies. Oh, the Goonies. It's like, well, what? Like, aren't we kind of leaning into that? This is kind of like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a self-loathing. Like, we're kind of leaning into, like, you know. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we have uh, Mikey. He's sort of like the leader of the Goonies. We have his older brother Brandon. We have Data, who is uh, the uh, inventor of the group. We have Mouth, who is the talker, and then we have Chunk, who's the Chunky one. Um, uh, data, data ends up being uh, Wayman in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, cool. Um, 
that's what every every little thing she does is magic. Is that what that movie's called? We'll push you down the stairs. (laughs) 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 Um. Anyway, uh, and then Chunk has that like truffle shuffle. There's this there's this part where like Chunk wants to be let in and. And uh, and Mikey's like, oh, you know, or our mouth is like, do the do the truffle shuffle, and Chunk's like, uh, or is it truffle shuffle or chunk shuffle? It's truffle, truffle shuffle. shuffle. Truffle. Yeah. Um, before this, though, we have the Fratelli uh, crime family, and they're on this they're on this chase, and this is crazy police chase through town. Uh, they just like robbed a bank or some such, and they're kind of going all over the place. And it's happening, and that that's sort of how we're introduced to all these characters, right? Like the chase goes by all these different characters, and everything. And Chunk's the only one who sees it. Um, and uh, there's this moment where Chunk is like leaning against the the wall window of this building that he's in, and he busts his ice cream cone trying to look close to it, and his ice milkshake, and he's like, "Oh shit," you know. And I remember shit like in a PG movie, like you could say shit, you could say shit a handful of times and be fine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyway, um, and so uh, they all end up uh, uh, meeting up at Mikey's place, and Chunk's like, "Oh, I saw this this police chase. I never believe it." And they're like, "You know, shut up, Chunk, and all this kind of stuff." Uh, they end up going up to Mikey's attic because his mom's like, "Yeah, I want this place clean or whatever." So they're going through the attic and everything. And I come across this old doubloon, which is uh, uh, pirate speak for a quarter, um, and then uh, they see this old uh, treasure map. And uh, that's when we learn about the legacy of One-Eyed Willie. And it was a story that Mikey and Brandon's dad used to talk about and how One-Eyed Willie is still like trapped nearby and all this kind of stuff. And he has all this treasure and everything like that. So I'm going to be extra real quick. So I I was like, I want to know how much of the script was just off the cuff for these actors. I found the Goonies script and I was just like, let's look at them. Yeah, I was like, yeah, with okay. with the revision dates and everything like that. And I was like, let's yeah, look yeah. simply at the moment where Chunk says, like, oh, shit, against the window. Mm-hmm. It's not in there. Like, it's not in really? there. They were, they were doing their <laughs> Like, that they scene is in there, that portion in there. is in there. Those lines aren't in there. Remember, like, when they bust Ooh. out of the jail at the beginning? Yeah. To start yeah, the yeah, podcast, yeah. they're like, get in and all that other stuff. None of those lines are on the script. None of them. Well, and like, that's that, that's so interesting, and I wonder because like if that I, I just picture Richard Donovan being like, "Hey, you're you're in a hurry, you're mad, you're whatever," and like that's Same how the things. actors, yeah. <laughs> well, it shows up later. Oh, I love that. Uh, it shows up later in a very moment that I paused and laughed at, but we'll get to that. All right, cool. Um, yeah, if I if I end up uh, glossing over that moment, uh, just stop me and uh, and we'll talk about it. So yeah, One Eyed Willie, which is like probably the worst name for a pirate, but you know that's beside the point. Um, He's and a dick. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, you kind of put two and two together, and 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 the kids are like, "Oh, let's go get this treasure and shit like that." And Brandon's like, "No, you're staying here. You know, mom put me in charge. I'm gonna go work out with this fucking slinky." Um. And the kids end up fucking tying uh, Brandon to the chair, and they end up getting on their bikes and and and, and hoofing it. Uh, meanwhile, Brandon's mom comes back and um, um, fucking gets him out of the chair. Uh, the housekeeper, or whatever, gets him out of the chair or something. Yeah, they have a housekeeper. Um, and then uh, Brandon ends up. Oh, they end up sli- uh, 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 deflating Brandon's tires in his bike. 
So he ends up riding like a little girl's bike, a little sister's bike or something yeah. like that. No, he's, he just snatches a bike from a little girl. That's right. And then, then we're introduced to Andy and uh, what's her, what's her friend's name? Andy and uh, I don't what know. Is it? Martha Plimpton's character. Need, Steph. Steph. Yeah, people yeah. who didn't need to be in this movie. <clears throat> right. And yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's like, we need women. Let's just put some, let's put these two random women in here just to say we got them. Uh, and so we have Andy and Steph, and then they're riding in a car with some douchebag jock kind of guy, and uh, they end up running into Brandon on the little girl's bike, and he's heading after uh, uh, the, the the boys and stuff like that, and he ends up holding on to the to the to the car, and it's going too fast, and he ends up sailing off of this this cliff, and could Andy's have died. like, yeah. "Motherfucker could have killed him." Yeah, yeah, and Andy's like. You know, oh my god, you know. Anyway, we end up, Brandon, Andy, and Steph all end up together. The boys on the, uh, meanwhile, following this map and looking at this map real quick to figure out where they need to go and where they need to end up going is in this so old, quick. dusty restaurant. What? I said they find it out so quick. Yeah. It's in the, I thought you said Subway. I was like, they go to Subway? Uh, in this old, <laughs> dusty restaurant that the Fratellis are using as their hideout. And they have apparently, and here, here, here's what blew my mind, TJ. When I watched this movie as a kid, because this movie is a lot of caverns, right? They got all these mm-hmm. traps and all this kind of stuff. This movie's not a globetrotter. This, this yeah. is all underneath a fucking restaurant. You know, this is all Which underground. Also, I'm all like a restaurant on the on the coast, right? Yeah. Which I'm just like yeah. erosion would have been taking care of all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. So they end up going down this this tunnel and they're underground and they're like, oh yeah, you know, they find all these sorts of things. Um, at one point, at one point, um, Chunk like gives up. Oh, there's this moment where Chunk is like, um, uh, there, he finds a freezer and he has all this ice cream and there's like this dead body in the in the thing. And I'm staring at Chunk has some of like that kid. I think probably had the most fun uh uh role i think chunk yeah. like, like you know you dead bodies falling on him he gets to fuck around with sloth he's all these other sorts of things but this is, this all is actually food. the moment where i was like i text you like fuck the script right they ain't got no yeah. script because there's a moment where josh brolin's character is like we shouldn't do x y and z and chris whatever his name is is like mm-hmm. josh come on josh josh yeah. i was like oh, yeah. that's not just <laughs> <laughs> you can tell they're like, yeah. say something, protest, protest. Yeah. Oh, come on! Yeah. I know it's down there, Josh. I was like, time out, what? <laughs> right. and you could see Josh's face be like, bitch, that's not my name right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Chunk ends up, you know, the dead body falls on him, and so Chunk immediately, like from from the jump, is like, I don't want to fucking be here. This is stupid. This is stupid. They end up going down, you know, underneath the the the, the floorboards of the restaurant and stuff. Chunk. Uh, after a while, he's like, "Fuck this! I'm out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find help. Like we're trapped, we're lost, or whatever." And he ends up getting captured by the Fratellis. The Fratellis, uh, 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 you know, are kind of you know looking for these, uh, wondering where where like the rest of the kids are and stuff like that because they don't want him going after the treasure. And then um, they end up putting him with uh, Sloth, who is what is he's like chained and he's like watching like an old. He's watching is it like old, a like, Western? Movie. 
yeah, it's a swashbuckler yeah, no, movie. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's an old pirate movie, old swash, yeah, swashbuckler movie. Um, and so this is a sloth, of course. You know, hey, you guys, like that guy, and you know, we uh, uh, has the um, uh, you know that that very distinct look about him. Sloth is, I think, nowadays the character of sloth is, I think, the reason why this movie could not be made today. Oh, I agree. There are probably other things too, but definitely sloth is like the big, the big reason. Yeah, the thing is, I'm not sure what, what, like, sloth is supposed to. I just have questions around sloth and its existence, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I guess the thing is, like, his mother dropped him on his head a lot as a kid. Like, I like there's just a lot I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, and here I, I'm, I'm going to be like, I like the character of Sloth, you know, in this movie. I, I like the relationship that he develops with Chunk. You know, clearly there's a whole generation of people who you know like Sloth, but it's like, I don't know if were this movie to be made today, and I and and I don't know. I think they might be doing like a sequel or a reboot or something like that. I think a little bit more like attention, a little more care, you know what I mean, with a character like this would uh, would, would, would would behoove them. But anyway. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a Goonies project um, being made at yeah. Disney Plus. So I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see if they even include that character at all, you know. Because um, really when you think about it, that character doesn't get as much screen time as, as I mean, not as much as, as like you would think he would because he's like, Everywhere when 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 you when you think about this movie, anyway. Um, so uh, meanwhile, um, the um, the kids. So we have uh, Chunk and Sloth. Sort of, you know, Chunk is tied to this tied to this chair, and he ends up throwing Sloth like a baby Ruth, and you know they end up you know becoming friends and all that kind of stuff. Slowly, uh, he ends up uh, Sloth ends up breaking free, and then meanwhile you have like the kids. Um, who are sort of following these clues on this map and sort of uncovering all the treasure stuff all at a rapid pace and like really like doesn't seem to have any obstacles whatsoever. Then I'm coming to also there's also the issue that every time and you say there's no obstacles, but every time there's a minor inconvenience, old dude, old lead character (laughs) used to be like, guys, don't you know the sun shines on us today? Today is our day to catch the sun. Yeah, that's what that's what I was getting. At. So, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like these next two moments that I'm gonna talk about were, to your point, whiny and like like pointless. So, so there's the moment where they first discover like the wishing well, you know, and everyone's you know they're like, oh, it's all these coins. Here's this. Here's that. Corey Feldman's like, here's a Martin Sheen, and Steph's like, Martin Sheen. It's like Steph, you. Dumbass. Martin Sheen is not on a coin. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then and then Steph, who like, first off, why the fuck are you here? Second She's off, like all of, sudden, all of a sudden you care about like other people's wishes and things. And she's like, these are people's wishes, people's dreams. You can't take them. You gotta leave. Not gonna come true. It's like, girl. Although I'm taking these. Because my wishes never came yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this one's mine. Shut I'm up. taking it back. It was so like, I get it. They're trying to make us feel for these like 
I guess the movie's trying to present them as like these underprivileged, like fucking white kids and stuff. And like, I get it, but it's also like, this, 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 this was care. so, this, there, there are just better ways to do it, you know? <laughs> and it's like when a movie where, I find it odd that in a movie where clearly they don't give a shit about the dialogue, now they're trying to have yeah. give us give us some dialogue holds weight, and it's like it 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 doesn't work now. Like this wasn't the ride that we that we took at the beginning, and then second to that would be, and probably I think for me my most cringeworthy moment is is Mikey's big speech, because we have that moment where you have that pail or that bucket. And Andy's little douchebag jock boyfriend and stuff are at the at the top of the well. They can see him down there. Throws down the bucket and he's like, come on up. And she's about to go up and be shut of this whole place. And Mikey is like, No, you know, up there it's you know, it's all like you were saying, like it's 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 their time. Down here it's our time. Blah blah blah. And if I were Andy, I'd be like, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm getting out of here. Like, I could die. Like, I don't want to fucking die. I'll move. Yeah, I'll move. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be fine. But I don't want to die, you know? And somehow, some way, Mikey convinces these two girls to stay with that dumbass speech, thus injecting a sense of false confidence in every white kid growing up in the 1980s, you know? Like all I gotta it's, do, all I gotta do is someone say it's our time. It's our time. It's like what? Excuse. He gave, he gave a football sports speech without yeah. a game. I'd be like, I'd be like, it's our time. It's our time for what, sir? Excuse me, Mikey. Let's let's sit down. Come here. Let's 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 talk about this for a second. What exactly? You know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they ended up they end up uh, uh, staying and sending up. She sent Andy sends up her sweaters or something like that. We have this like budding romance between Andy and uh, Brandon because we have to. Um, there's this weird moment where Andy like kisses Mikey and thinks that it was Brandon about having braces. Uh, it's it like I didn't need any of that. Um, Kind of stuff there. But oh, just so you know, Andy's friend in the original script, guess what her name was called? Hmm. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're over there reading this script. Uh, I think that's my favorite thing right now. I'm just like, because hey, hey, here's the thing. They, they <laughs> like, there's no, like, I see nothing about, like, this is my wish. Like, I'm taking it back. I see literally nothing. Yeah, no, dude. She and I like Martha Plimpton a lot, but like her her role in this. I mean, you know, I'm glad she was able to, you know, do some other things. Like, you know, uh, the Mosquito Coast is good. You know, uh, she was in Raising Hope, which is a great show. Um, but yeah, dude. Oh, hold uh, up. Hold on, I'm going to read for you. I'm going to give a slight dramatic reading of what Mikey's monologue was supposed to be. Okay, let's hear Look, it. a couple years ago, my mom and dad were going to be on this big game show. Remember Brand? Mom spent a month making those funny costumes. She was a giant egg. Dad was a frying pan. My dad kept saying we were going to live in the place called Easy Street. So we all drove all the way to Hollywood. When we got there, 
they put us in this big audience with all these other people in funny costumes and some dude with lipstick and sprayed hair came down the stairs. He walks up to us. First thing, first he makes mom guess who, how much toilet bowl cleaner costs. She gets her. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> if I were Andy, I'd be like, bitch, I'm, try- I'm, I'm holding on to this pail. Like, hurry up. Get to the point. I'm trying to get pulled out of here. This is so good. Wow. I kind of want that speech now. So That's, it's our time now. Dude, if... <laughs> I want okay. If we ever go back and speak to the graduating class at our colleges, we should let, let's read that. Yeah, we'll just be like, there was one time my mom and dad they said we're gonna live, we're live on, on Easy Street. street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, dude, that's see, and that's and that that's that to me reads like theater dialogue. You know what I mean? Where it's like all of a sudden these characters start talking about fucking nonsense. And it's like, dude, get to the point. Like, what what the fuck are we talking about? It's like, no, this is here so the actor can flex. <laughs> it's like little Sean Astonate flexing right now, dude. None of these kids watching this movie give a shit. That's why uh, they just said, it's our time now. He's like, I don't know this monologue. We got one shot. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> easy street. <laughs> live on easy street. Oh man, uh, so yeah, they end up uh, 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 all coming together and um, going through. There's like some more traps and stuff. The Fratellis are like chasing them at this point. Uh, Data ends up, and this is another like talk about suspension of disbelief. What is it? Like, there's one point like Data falls down from a trap and he shoots him with the little clattering teeth and holds on. It's like no, dude, like. These kids, like, were y'all really that fucking stupid? Like, did y'all think that was cool? Did y'all think that was funny? Like, they what did. did y'all think when y'all were watching? I really want to know. Like, I really, this makes me want to call my cousins up and be like, did y'all think that data shit was cool? And all of his little dumbass gadgets that, like, really did. Nothing. Nothing. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm, try, I'm trying to recall. Was there ever a gadget that Data pulled out that like was the one thing they had to lean on to like? Yeah, there was. When which he brought one? out the giant fist that punched him in the face. Well, yeah, there's that. But they ended. They ended up getting him anyway. Like, you know, you. I'm. I, I'm trying to think. Was there ever like a gadget? Because usually when you introduce a character like that or something like that, they have a certain skill. It's like you, narratively, you need to make it to where, like, okay, th- this one person, this one skill is the one thing that's gonna that's gonna right. save us. It's gonna whatever. And yeah, he like punched him and he you know, got the suction cup on on Fratelli's gun and was like, hey, you know. But they all ended up getting caught. I mean, it, it was Chunk and Sloth who who saved him, and then everything was fine. Like, I don't know I, the data invention stuff. Like those inventions were fucking stupid. And like I, I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really do anything for me. But you know, it was a different time back then. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was revolutionary back then. But bro, I mean, you know, we grew up with like Harriet the Spy and inspect, you know, and and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And and you know, it's like we'd seen it done better by 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 the point this movie rolled around uh, to us retroactively rolled around to us. Anyway, mm-hmm. so they end up finding uh, the Inferno, which is uh, one I'd really ship. Uh, anchored in this uh, little underground kind of kind of bay or this grotto or whatever, 
Um, and they, they end up going in there and they see all this treasure. Um, and they see One-Eyed Willie. And One-Eyed Willie was like the first Goonie and stuff like that. And Mikey has this little moment with, with the skeleton of One-Eyed Willie. Uh, which, by the way, those were real bones. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know it from, but I do know those were like real, like like human remains in there. Um, and uh, they end up going. What is, with, what is it with movies in the eighties and early nineties doing that shit? I don't know, man. Because they did the same thing in Poltergeist. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Reckless abandon. Um, so, and then Mikey has this little moment. He ends up like kissing one-eyed Willie skeleton and stuff like that. And, you know, hanging out. Uh, cause he's like, he's oh, like yeah. crying. That's the other thing. He, he gives this huge monologue to one-eyed Willie. I'm like, yeah, I know you waited what? for me. I, I told you, I told you I was coming. Bitch, you didn't know about he, this. He can't hear you. Why are you talking right. to him right now? And then right. he turns around and everyone's standing there watching him. And he's like, how long are you all there? And Brandon's like, long enough, long Mikey. Enough. Long <laughs> enough. And then I started laughing because like, yeah, this was back in the days when people said shit twice like that. And you could always predict it. You know what I mean? Because like all the cameras linger on the face a little bit. Oh, he's going to say it again. Yep. He said it again. <laughs> oh, Do you Jesus. love me? I'll always love you, Becky. I'll always love you. Yeah. <laughs> You could always predict that shit. It's like saying it twice makes it makes it. I don't know, extra true. I've I've no idea. Um, and so and so, Mikey's like, "You a bitch." (laughs) Yeah. See, now I I believe you now. You know, like fuck my life. Um. So they, uh, Mikey's like, "What are you saying? They're all slack jawed. You fucking." Assholes, take all this money and stuff. Take all this treasure. So they go take all the treasure. Data, it was either Data or Mikey, I can't remember, goes and takes, uh, reaches for the treasure and the scales in front of Willie. And Mikey's like, no, those are Willie's. Uh, take everything else. And so they end up taking everything else. And then they're like, we got to get out of here. And Mikey's like, I haven't, but Fratelli's are after us. And and, and uh, uh, Mikey's like, I have an idea. We'll, we'll, We'll sprinkle treasure on one end of the cave and then go out the other. So they think we went. If that ain't the dumbest Hansel and Gretel bullshit ass plan I've ever heard in my life. And I don't remember this part of the movie because I was pretty young when I saw it. And I was like, this can't be how they get out. And sure enough, it's not because old Mama Fratelli, she's like, that sounds like a great plan. You know, and she ends up taking them all and throws Andy off off the boat. Takes all the, takes all the treasures they took. Uh, throws fucking uh, oh Brandon jumps off of the boat to go after Andy. She's th- throwing everyone off this boat, and then we hear in the distance on your left, and then it's a uh, <laughs> it's a sloth and a chunk coming down, and uh, they end up saving everybody. Uh, sloth ends up. Having he ends up beating the shit out of his two brothers, um, who like tormented him, and then he ends up having this weird moment with his mom. His mom starts singing to him, and Soth is like, "She's like, you remember when I sing to you, Sloth?" And he's like, "You know, my name's Dennis, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so great. That would have been the best part of the movie. 
you know what? If that had happened, I would have been like, this movie is gold. It's a classic. Yeah. Lock it down right now. Fucking sloth. So she's like, everybody's just singing to you, sloth. She starts singing, come on, baby, on a train off. And then he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then she ends up talking about dropping him on his head or something like that. And then that's when he kind of, and that's, I guess, the only, the only inclination or the only, like, you know, window into why Sloth is the way he is because, like, she drops him on his head a whole bunch of times. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. They don't really go into it. Not, you know, that they needed to go into it a whole lot, but it's like I would have liked a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, it was strange. Um, and then he ends up picking old Mama Fratelli up and throwing her into the water like it fucking does anything. Uh, she ends well, up. Well, that's the issue I had. She's like, "I'm gonna throw you all in the water," and I'm like, "That's the way everyone needs to go." Yeah, like that's that's not, we're not in the middle of the ocean, lady. Like we're you know we can just we're climb in a, up. We're in a grotto, like yeah, yeah. So uh, she ends up climbing back up like it's no big thing. All the other Goonies and stuff, they're all on the other side. Like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Sloth jumps down. Uh, they end up getting some dynamite, putting some dynamite in the thing, blowing blowing the rocks up because they see light throughout it. Um, and then, uh, meanwhile, the Fratellis are still up, you know, uh, collecting themselves in the boat. Um, and then uh, Sloth ends up lifting up this big boulder that collapsed, letting them all out. Chunk has a sweet moment with Sloth, where Chunk's like, "Come on, Sloth!" And Sloth's like, "Sloth loves Chunk," you know. He's like, "No, you get out of here." And Chunk's like, "No, you're gonna die. You're gonna get crushed." And Sloth's like, "No, go on." Sloth ends up letting the thing go, and we think, you know, Sloth and uh, uh, the uh, Fratellis are gone because the Fratellis took the money off of the scales and caused all this crazy shit to uh, to happen. Um, so the Goonies end up leaving with no treasure, or so they think, um, and the Fratellis are, and no Sloth, and the Fratellis are uh, absent. Uh, and then all the parents come up. Better introduce to everybody. There, there was. I did like this really sweet moment. Or not introduced, but like the parents, you know, see their kids again because the kids have been missing. There was this really sweet moment with uh, Data's dad, where like mm-hmm. you see Data's dad is an inventor. He tries to take a picture, and then Data's like, it doesn't work. And Data's like, it's okay, Dad. You can't hug a photo, which I thought was pretty sweet. And then um, Data's dad is like, you're my greatest invention, which. I don't know, like the, those little you know, moments throughout here and there, which are pretty cool. And then, um, <clears throat> uh, the Can I say something real the- quick? Yeah, go for it. All these parents are way too calm. My mom would have beat the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too, dude. That's what I because, bro, it ain't like where they the were fuck gone you for been? a week. Yeah, they were gone for a week. They were gone for, you know what I mean? Like, what, a matter of hour, not even like a whole day? Like, how how, how exactly long were they gone? Yeah, no, my mom. It was like 12 been, hours, but my mom would have been like, the hell you out all night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in the fucking car. You know what I mean? Like, don't. You bet. Don't yeah, look let's let's leave before these police see me catch a case. I told you to take the meat out of the fucking freezer. You know what I mean? Like, I get home. Bro, I will say this though: as an adult, there's nothing worse than when you wake up the next day. You're like, God damn it, I didn't take that out to defrost. I know, I know. So I get it now. Every time my mom was mad at me for forgetting about that, it's like I totally understand. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so the Fratellis end up showing up, Sloth ends up showing up, and the Fratellis end up getting arrested, and Sloth ends up going to stay with Chunk, uh, according to the novel. Um, and then uh, we have the country club people being like, all right, Walsh, sign this shit or else. You know, talking to Mikey's dad. 
He's about to sign. The housekeeper discovers that there's some treasure in Mikey's uh, little marble bag because he keeps a marble bag because he's a nerd. Um, and then uh, that's enough. <laughs> they pour that shit out. They pour that, that, shit that, that costume like jewelry out. <laughs> and I love how immediately, bro, immediately everyone was like, holy shit. Okay, I guess the deal's off. And he rips the contract. He's like, fuck it. You try to do that shit today? They're like, what the fuck? They'd be like, okay. They'd be like, okay, you got an emerald. What that emerald do for me? How much it worth? It just looks so fake, dude. What jeweler in in this place has like millions of dollars just chilling? Dude, you're going to save all... You you know what happened at the end of this. Those kids got back. They went and saw how much money they had. They're like, all right, hey. This ain't enough to save all of us. It's enough to save like we two got three houses. houses. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then after that, they look and they see. Aren't they just hmm. paying like their back taxes? So I'm like, so here's the money for your parents' negligence. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's crazy. And then uh, after the end of that, we have um. All the cops are like questioning everybody and, and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, there absolutely is. Um, you know, um, the uh, the the pirates and, you know, one-eyed Willie, the legend journal, this kind of stuff, the cops don't believe. And they're looking out and what do they see? But they see the goddamn uh, pirate ship, the Inferno, sailing off and, um, you know, off into the uh, off into the distance there. And then that's it. That's the last shot that we get and that is uh that is the goons. I have um, issues with this last shot too. What are they? My issue with this last shot is the following. Y'all live on the coast. Mm-hmm. Not a single motherfucker has a speedboat to catch that motherfucking thing, get all that treasure off that boat. Not one. Not no one said, hey dad <laughs> save the town. <laughs> I, just, I was yeah. just like, I don't believe it. Yeah, I just don't believe it. Yeah, it's uh, and that's and that's the Goonies. So uh, before we get into our ranking of the movie, it's time for our podcast within a podcast where we rank the pirates featured in the movies of June Booty. And I think for this one, um, so here's the thing: I kind of want to revisit our ranking first off. Um, and cause I think, so here's the thing. I want to make the argument TJ that this movie has three sets of pirates in it. We have the, the, we have obviously one eyed Willie and his crew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Goonies themselves, which sort of become piratey in this movie. Okay. And then this is a stretch, and I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to to forego this one. But then the Fratellis themselves. Yeah, the Fratellis are just criminals. They don't they don't get to be pirates. Okay, so Fratellis are okay. So one eyed Willie and his crew, and the Goonies. Are we good with having them be two separate uh, groupings? There, I'm okay with that. I, I so if that's that. the case, then with Tintin, because we had Haddock. And Red Rackham sort of being, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to separate Red Rackham and Haddock then as well. Oh, Lord. Red Rackham is a better pirate than, no, wait, no, well, 
No, I still say that Haddock is a better pirate than Red Raccoon, but just barely. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. So we have... So the way our ranking is then now is we have Haddock number one, Red Rackham number two, and Hook number three. Where do we want to place One-Eyed Willie and his crew and then the Goonies? Yeah, I actually placed the Goonies number four. Really? Like, okay, so hook? No, okay, so I want to go, in my eyes, it's Haddock, Red Rackham, One-Eyed Willie, because One-Eyed Willie set up all that intricate shit. And then it's the Goonies, because the Goonies just kind of fell into shit. And then it's Hook after that? Yeah. I think... Oh, man. Here's the thing with the Goonies. I, I think the Goonies are capable, but also, like, I don't know how the Goonies would fare when faced with... Real shit? Deadly pirate weaponry. Do you know what I mean? Um, true. True, 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 true. Don't think too hard on that. <laughs> Red Rackham. Red Ra- Red Rackham was straight up murdered, right? He he was murdered. I'm gonna go. I think One Eyed Willie and his crew. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that they're above Red Rackham because at least they like. Seemingly died of natural causes. And they died with all this treasure. I don't know. That Red Rackham fight, we have to keep in mind, we saw Red Rackham's fighting abilities, right? And Red Rackham was tearing that shit up. Yeah, but what we don't see from One-Eyed Willie is, could be could be more formidable than than than, than Could Red be, Rackham. but we don't see it. We can't, say, we can't judge on what we don't see. The fact that One-Eyed Willie... Well, do we know how One-Eyed Willie died? We don't. He just, but it looked like he just kind of died chilling. We do know. We do know One-Eyed Willie was there about to find his treasure, and so he trapped the boat, and and then he killed his entire crew. That's right. That's right. See, that right there, that's like, when you talk about pirate shit, that that like is, that's like pirate, pirate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That that's metal. Like, I'm not saying kill your friends, but that's like, yo, they're gonna discover <laughs> it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's gotta be that to me puts him above Red Rack. I mean, agree to disagree. Well, we can't agree to Red, disagree. We have to. We have to. Red Rackham had Red Rackham had them fighting skills though. So, like, I think one eye Willie probably did it all. Like. Through some through some horse shit, like oh, I poisoned your goblets or something like that. Red Rackham mm-hmm. was a like Red Rackham was a G. Went down with the ship, put a curse on someone else, right? And he was mm-hmm. doing them flips, and like he he boarded he like he we saw him storm the boat, and that was like some badass shit. When One Eye Willie instead of defending his stuff, he's like, I'm scared. I don't want people to have my treasure. So I'm gonna kill everybody. Okay, I will. But then he left a map, which is stupid. I will. But not even, not even like an intricate map. Like with, like he was really like 15 paces west, right? <laughs> so okay, I almost think then Haddock, and we we're talking about Haddock. We're talking about um, the. The, 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 the big daddy had it. First had it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Haddock, Red Rackham, One-Eyed Willie, Hook, and then the Goonies. That's your that's your proposed order. You know, I can I can do the Goonies after Hook. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'll go ahead and concede on <laughs> on One Eyed Willie and Red Rackham, but only like marginally so, because like that's that's some that's some G unit pirate shit right there, you know. And just because we didn't see him fight, don't mean we don't know we can fight. Motherfucker had one eye. Had one eye. How'd he lose it from losing a fight? Well, do we know that? I'm just assuming. Well, because then he lifted up and it's like there's nothing there. Like, I think I think when I Willie was born, which is one eye. You know. The skull is fused, which is weird. Alright, so that leaves our pirate standings currently with OG Haddock. Number one, Red Rackham, number two, One-Eyed Willie, number three, Hook, number four, and the Goonies at number five. I'm down uh, with that. Yeah, and the Goonies, of course, because they're, they're while they do some pirate shit, they're least, the least piratey of the... Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. They're the least piratey of the, uh, of the bunch here. So, All right, now that we've done that, uh, we will return to our regular podcast and we'll rank... Or we will rate, sorry, uh, our experience with the Goonies. Um, I don't know. This is a tricky one because usually with these older movies, we do a nostalgia rating and then a a now rating. But my nostalgia rating is, I I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of just want to do one personally. Um, Go for it. Ooh. <laughs> Lord's like, you better speak up. Um, <laughs> as it stands right now, I'm going to give this movie four and a half out of ten. Oh, I said it. I said it. I'm going to stand behind it. I just, it, you know, it, you know why that's it had fine? some moments. Why? Because that's the exact number I was going to give it. <laughs> okay. All right. It, y'all, it, here's the thing. Y'all who are pissed off, y'all who are like, what is it had, I think, this movie had its day in the sun. This movie inspired a whole lot of movies after it. But I'm I'm a firm believer in just because you were the first to get there, don't make you the fucking best. True. Like, and, yeah, this is this was one of those movies where I was like, this movie ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is one of those classic like you kind of had to be there, or you had to have someone. If this movie were introduced to me by someone, maybe in a more friendly way, I don't know, but like someone who was like, like the same way I introduced my kids to Star Wars is like they see that I'm really into it and I'm whatever, but also like I'm not forceful with it. I'm not whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like bits and pieces throughout and then ultimately. Yeah. So for those of you who did grow up with this movie and you want to get your kids or young people into it, maybe, you know, like. I don't know. Like one thing that I did with Star Wars, I just had it like playing. I just put it on. I didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just put it on the TV and kids would stop and watch it. Be like, oh, what's this? You know, and then I talked to them about it and stuff. So, yeah, stop forcing people to watch movies that 
don't don't force people to watch. Don't force people to do anything. But <laughs> when you force people to watch movies, they kind of have a, a a weird relationship with it. But yeah, that's uh. So you're going four. You're going four and a half. I'm going four and a half. I am. 100%. It's done. That's the rating, and that that's the Goonies. Has some moments, but otherwise, there are movies that have come out since then that just that just do it better. I think so. That there you go. Is the Goonies. Uh, everyone, thank you for joining us on this third episode of June Booty as we cover the Goonies. Um, next next week we close out June Booty. Uh, with Pirates of the Caribbean, correct? That's next week. That's Pirates it of the is. Caribbean. Yeah. It is. Yeah. With a special um, guest. Yes, with our, with a special guest. Uh, and as always, we thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Please, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a rating. Five stars, great. Four stars, excellent. Three stars or below. We will throw you to a giant octopus. That's not a kraken. That's a final boss fight, apparently, in this movie somewhere. Where would it even go? I have so many questions. Um, and uh, Please make sure you reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Email us at grownmanwks at gmail.com. Hit leave a message in our show notes. Leave a voice message for us that we can play on the show. Um, and I hope that y'all have enjoyed June Booty so far. We got one more episode. Uh, as things start to heat up, as uh, we become, uh, as we start to succumb to the perils of climate change, which. <laughs> Is the summer being hotter? I know Jordan doesn't believe in science, so you know, as as some of us, get your feathers out of here, buddy. Get my feather dinosaurs out of here. <laughs> um, we uh, thank you so much for listening to us. We please hope that you take care of each other and take care of yourself. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all next time. Okay, Jordan. Yes. We have the name of your pirate. Mm-hmm. We have the name of your ship. Hmm. What animal would you have with you? Oh, it'd either be a like a like a turtle or wait, does it have to be does it have to be like a tropical? No, animal? just what animal would be your like captain's animal? Um Oh. Cuz here be a okay, a monkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you kind of want something that can kind of be on your shoulder and 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 hanging out. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. I want to. I want to. I want a Gila monster. Really? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I want a Gila monster. That's weird. Yeah. Although a grown man having a monkey to himself is weird too. So. So yeah, I just think I don't know, man. I just think like a giant, like a giant lizard, like you know, like a, hanging on my shoulder. It's like no one, no one wants to mess with. No one wants you to have. No one would have an albino, an albino boa constrictor like Britney Spears. <laughs> also, I'm talking I'm like, so, so yeah, now we're gonna get the dick and we're gonna kill that. It's like, no, I don't need. Man, they don't do that. That snake, but that snake, you you don't know, you don't know what mood that snake is waking up with. You know what I mean? That, that snake can wake up and be like, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day. Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes. <laughs>